about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Let's go. Let's start where it's this morning. Let's go to Revelations chapter 1. Revelations 1, are you there? I look at verse 5 again. We've been there before. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and how long? Forever. Now, this is a part of Scripture that's not touched on too much. The part about being washed in the blood is the part about God loving us. Some people are still trying to get that revelation. But notice it goes on further and says that he has made you a king and a priest. So you are a king this morning. Whether you've never known it or didn't know it before, now you know that you are a king and you were put here on the earth to rule. Basically, God doesn't want to rule here. He wants man to be in rulership here on the earth. How many know if God gives you a job to do, he's going to give you everything that you need in order to do that job. Let me just back up right at the beginning here. I feel like a backup. Okay, here we go. The original plan of God in the beginning was he created the heavens and he created the earth. The heaven itself is, is a real country. It's invisible, but how many know it's a spiritual country? How many know God's a spirit? How many know you're a spirit? And so he created heaven and he is king of heaven. Until that time, he wasn't king. You can't be king over nothing. You have to be king over a domain. So once he created heaven, he became the king of heaven. But he also created a physical realm that you can see and feel and touch, and that is called the earth. He wanted to basically, I don't know if you understand the word or not, colonize the earth to be just like heaven. So what did he do? He created somebody in his image and likeness, a person by the name of Adam. He put him on the earth because he was just like God, made in his image, made in his likeness, knew God, had fellowship with God, and he put him here on earth. And then what did he want? He wanted every person that came out of Adam and Eve to be a kingdom person. So eventually the earth would look just like heaven, only the heaven's a spiritual country that you couldn't see, and, the, and this one is a physical country. Are you following me? But since Adam sinned and basically he rebelled against the government of God, I mean, you know, he basically... Uh, he, 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 he lost the kingdom. It was gone. And at that time, basically, the Holy Spirit had to leave the earth because the Holy Spirit was here to make sure that the kingdom morals, the kingdom values, the kingdom everything got into the earth, and the Holy Ghost was on the inside of Adam and Eve in order to do that. Well, when that fell apart and they became sinners, how many know he doesn't live in a sinful place? So the Holy Ghost had to leave and go back to heaven. So for a long period of time, Satan basically, his kingdom was the main influence here on the earth realm, and he ruled the earth realm through, once again, mankind. So mankind were demon-possessed, they were killing each other, they were liars, cheaters, everything else on the earth. And in order to do something about it, God had to send Jesus in the flesh, say in the flesh. Notice, because he had no authority to be here, no right to be here, unless he came in a physical body. So he sent Jesus. So Jesus brought back the kingdom of God 
into the earth realm. He brought back righteousness into the earth realm. He brought back all these things, and he brought back the kingdom of God. His first sermon was repent, for the kingdom of God is now at hand. It came back again. So once again, here comes Jesus. He's the kingdom of God on sandals, basically. He's coming back into the earth realm. He has all the attributes of God. He knows God's heart. He knows God's desires. And he's coming here to start, once again, the kingdom of God that was supposed to be originally be here, but is not here because of what Adam did. Are you following me? So when he came here and suffered and died on the cross, he once again took man all the way back almost to Genesis chapter 1, where we were born again in the image and likeness of God again, and we were here to extend God's kingdom into this earth realm. His will be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. So he brings mankind. What did he bring mankind here for? To cause an extension, to, to extend the kingdom of God back into the earth, his original plan and purpose. How many know God doesn't change his plan just because we mess up? How many of you figured that up? He just waits till you get back on the right road, and then he picks up where you left off, basically, is what he does. So basically, it's a lot like, you know, we go to the Bahamas every time we go on a cruise, you go to the Bahamas. I don't care where you're going, you go to the Bahamas. Uh, Bahamas. So if you look at the Bahamas, and you go over there, and you've ever been there, you're going to find out that you can tell that the Bahamas were basically a colony of Great Britain at one time. They've got the same things. that They drink tea in the afternoon. They wear suits and ties in 90 degree weather. They drive on the left side of the road rather than the right side of the road. They speak proper British English. Why is that? Because they were influenced by a home country to become like that home country and they did it by putting people from the original country into that country to teach those people how to act like the home country. Are you following me? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have fun. I can feel it. So he put, he's putting now people who are born again, say born again. born again. And I'm telling you what, if you go read the scripture about born again, John chapter 3, the Bible talks nothing about heaven. The church is taught you've got to be born again so you can go to. Jesus preached on born again one time, seven verses, eight verses. He never mentioned heaven in the entire thing. He mentioned that you have to be born again in order to enter back into the kingdom of God and to understand the kingdom of God and perceive the kingdom of God. You must be born again. So the church is taught you're born again and you're going to heaven. Hallelujah. That's all I want to do anyway. I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to go to heaven. So I'm born again and I'm going to heaven. Praise God. When are you going to go? When I die, I'm going to heaven. What are you going to do till you go to heaven? I don't care. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. And, and they backslide and people don't have any fire and do anything because they have no purpose. Their purpose, their whole life was to get to heaven. And now they're already going to go to heaven. So now... It, Killed my purpose. I don't know what to do now here. But see, you're put here not only to be born again, but to become a citizen of a home country. And you have been put here to extend kingdom policy. Come on now. Into this earth realm so that the earth eventually becomes just like. But he can only do that through people who know him, who know his values, who know his morals, who know. You can see what's being deteriorated. It's, a, it's an attack of the enemy, basically, to get us off this country, off morals, off values, off right, off wrong, all those things. What is that? That is the other kingdom that is here, which is the kingdom of darkness. But we are bringing the kingdom of light because the kingdom of God is basically not anywhere. It's on the inside of each and every one of us. Glory to God. So the kingdom of God is in us. So I'm, I'm a walking, talking kingdom of God person. What am I here? I'm going to snatch people out of the kingdom of darkness, and I'm going to make, I'm going to extend immigration policy. Hey, you can become a country of this. You don't have to cross the southern border to do it. And I'll tell you, anybody who's a citizen of every country, any country, they either got born into that country, or else they went through a long process to become a citizen of that country. So I'm a U.S. citizen because I was born here. 
automatically became one. So Jesus said, you must be born again. So you got born into a spiritual kingdom called the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Now that makes you a citizen and gives you all the rights to the government and access to everything the government promises you and has. So at that time I figured, why should I try to live in the natural government realm that really isn't trying to help me anyway, even though they say they are. They're trying, they're trying to mess me up. Are you following me? So we've, we've got people who are born again, and they're still relying for the government and their jobs and all this stuff to supply all their needs. When they don't understand, you're now a citizen of another country, and you have access to God's finances, God's peace, God's joy, God's way, God's power, God's authority, and everything else, because you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, and you have access to all that stuff, praise God. It already belongs to you. It was a kingdom benefit. Heaven is good, and preaching born again and get to heaven is better than letting people go to hell. No question about that. But being born again basically is bigger than that. It's entering a kingdom, and heaven is just a byproduct of you getting in the kingdom of God. It, came, it was a package deal. <laughs> See, I got born again, got in the kingdom of heaven, and what's part, part of that? Well, joy, peace, power, righteousness, all these things came with it, but I entered into the kingdom of heaven. Now I'm put here to make sure that kingdom gets extended. See, if you're not extending the kingdom, you're miserable. You may be a good little Christian who goes to church every Sunday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But if you're not extending for the purpose that you were put here to extend the kingdom of God on this earth, you're never going to find real joy or fulfillment until you start doing that in one way or another. And I'm not telling you you're going to stand on a street corner saying Jesus is alive and he loves you or whatever. I'm telling you you run into people every day who are in the kingdom of darkness and you're getting the answer because you're starting to understand the kingdom of God a little bit. And you can reach anybody, anytime, anyplace. And God will put you in situations. We're getting booked into, into places that we're not trying to get the book into. Seems like every time I try to get the book into some place, it gets rejected. If I just get out of the way, it ends up in some place. Come on now. Why is that? Because God knows what he's doing. Yep. Praise God. He knows what's happening. He knows how it's good. So notice, the Holy Spirit, now this, man, I'll tell you, this shakes me. The Holy Spirit had to leave because he had no place, basically, on earth to go or to dwell. Now, in, in a regular one, if you're going to extend your kingdom into it, you need someone by the name of a governor. Everybody sends a governor to the colony, and that governor gets a mansion, building one or make whatever. He's got a great big mansion, and he's in that mansion, and what's he doing in that mansion? He is overseeing the extension because he is just, he's got the heart of God, he's got the wisdom of God, he's got the knowledge of God. He is just like God. Well, he's just like the king in the natural. So what's he doing? He's helping the citizens who's already become citizens. This is how you do it. This is how I train you. You go out and get other people. You extend the kingdom of God. So basically when the kingdom of God entered back in, God needed to bring the governor back in. Hallelujah. That's right. Needed to bring the governor back in, but in order for him to come back in, he needed a place to live. Notice, governors don't live in tents. They don't live in the slums. They don't live in a one-bedroom, one-bath house. They live in mansions. So when the Holy Ghost comes back, he comes back only because of what we've been talking about. God made you righteous through his blood. So the place that the Holy Ghost or the governor now dwells to extend the kingdom is on the inside of... Now listen, you're not a nobody. You're not a tent. You're not an old house that needs fixed up. Apparently you're a mansion or the Holy Ghost wouldn't bother 
to live in you anyway. So this low self-esteem crap, it's taught in the church and people believe, has got to get out of your mind to understand who you are and the ability and power that you've got and the position that you've got, which is a king in this earth now where you can rule and reign over the circumstances and situations in your life right now, the same ones that you're accepting and receiving, you've got power but didn't know it to rule over it. 99% of the church don't even know they've been made kings. They just think they've been made God's children who try their best to serve him. Well, you can serve him two ways. You can serve him out of fear because you're afraid he's going to stop you if you don't. Or you can serve him because you know how much he loves you and you have a desire See, it's got a lot to do with motive. Most people go to church because they're afraid they're going to go to hell if they don't. I go to church and listen to the Word to learn something, praise God. I, I don't get up in the morning and read a chapter, just say, God, I read a chapter this morning. Look at me. Give me $10. No, but that's the attitude you got if you've been religitized. Come on. Religion deals with nothing but you. Your works, what you're doing, how you're behaving. The kingdom deals only with what he's already done for you. And you receiving what he's already done for you and you living and walking in that because when that happens, you become dangerous to this kingdom of darkness here and God's kingdom continues to get extended. It may look like on the news media and every place else that the devil's winning, but let me tell you something, he's losing. Every single person that gets born again in the kingdom of God, every single person that gets a revelation of the kingdom of God, every single person that comes, he can't get them back, they're already gone. So he's got to magnify his works, which the news media does a very good job of. Good advertisement there. Yeah, they're advertising everything. You turn on the news, you're never going to hear anything. And the Holy Ghost is now moving in Fort Pierce, Florida. People are being saved, healed, and delivered. No, you're going to hear bad news all the time. And if you listen to that stuff, it's going to influence your life. Oh, we're losing. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, this country's going down. I mean, I got a, Josh got me one of these ring things where you can see out your front door or whatever, and it's on your phone. And see, I haven't quite figured it out. But you can go on there, and you can push it on, and it says something about neighbors. And it's got where your neighbors on there are putting stuff on that's going on. You ought to see some, oh yeah, this whole Port St. Lucie's just gone downhill. It's just terrible. It's just, everybody's getting shot and killed. Everybody thought, dear God, another avenue for the devil, for God's sakes. If he didn't have enough anyway, well, I'm moving out of here. I just want to put, go. Please, I'll get you a ticket. I'll pay for your moving. Get out of here. But why is that? Because that's all they see. That's all that's there. That's what's there. That's all they hear about. That's all they want to look at. Down, down, down. But there's some up things going on in the kingdom of God right now. Some of your relation has been changed lately by the power of God. Some of your workers have been changed by the power of God. You've seen people get born again. You've seen people healed. But notice, we are the vessel. That's why he gave us kingship. That's why he made you a king and gave you authority and gave you power and gave you all this stuff because now you're back in the earth realm. And he brought his governor to live on the inside of you. And how many know that's a good governor to have if you're going to have one, praise God? I mean, DeSantis is good, but he's not that good. So he's on the inside of me. So my power is right here. My, my anointing is right here. My authority is right here. Everything I need is already, he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, but religion spends his whole time trying to get what God already gave them. And they focus everything on heaven, heaven, heaven. We should be focused on the earth. We're here to impact the earth. We're here to influence the earth. We're here to influence anybody we run into at any time or any place. You have the ability to influence somebody, praise God. Hallelujah. And that's why I believe a second book. I started a book on faith, how long ago? My God, like uh, back when I was eight. 
not quite that long. I got through the first two chapters, and all at once it ended. I said, what's going on, Lord? What's going on here? And he said, you know how many books out there are on faith? I said, well, probably 9,452,632,000. And he said, I don't want you to do that. I want you to include faith, but I want you to do something quick and easy about the kingdom so people start to understand why they're here and what they're doing and their purpose that they're here because only then are they going to be fulfilled. Only then are they going to complete this. The Bible says that in the end times, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations and then the end will come. So until the gospel of the kingdom starts resonating in the church with the church leaders, with people in the church, the end ain't going to come. I don't care if we get to Y22K. I don't care whatever we get to. It's not going to make any difference because that is not the sign of the times. The sign of the times is what Jesus said, that this gospel will be preached to the kingdom of God. And not only preach, it's going to be perceived and understood. And if you're born again, you have the ability to do that, according to John chapter 3. You can now understand spiritual things. You can understand the king. You can understand who you are. And the more you understand, the more freedom it brings into your life. You never go back to the place where God, God ain't, God ain't given me that, and God's in control, and it's up to God. And there you're going to find out he's gave, given you control with the authority and power of God in your life, and we continue to be taught to accept things in our life that don't have to be in our life, and we've got the power to blow them things out of my life. When I found out that I was born again and I had kingdom power, bye-bye alcohol. Amen. Can you imagine that? You're created to be a king of Almighty God, and people are being in bondage to plants. A plant's ruling your life. Anger's ruling your life. Poverty's ruling your life. And you're the king. You're the king and all these things are ruling over you. They shouldn't be ruling over you. And it's because people don't know that they are a king. See, you can be a Christian and a loser, but you can't be a king and a loser. Once you find out you're a king, loser, you, losership's gone. There'll be no more losership. Why? I'm a king. You don't see any king losers. Praise God. And then the problem, too, is when you talk about kingdom is people think of government. I mean, any thought of government's going to not be a good one. I, I don't care if it's socialism. I don't care if it's communism. I don't care if it's dictatorship. I don't care if it's, it's democracy. I mean, they're all sooner or later going to fall apart because they did not come from God. They came from this natural, earthly realm and were man's idea of how to copy God's kingdom because they want to be in control rather than God being in control. Remember, he came to Israel and said, I want to be your king. No, we want a man like everybody else. What did he say? Go ahead. Go right ahead, get, get a man king, see how that works for you. And they got a man king, how did it work for him? And, and here we are with these governments down here. None of these governments are going to make it, I'm telling you right now. So they're not. They're just going to fall apart. That's the way it is. Because the kingdom of God has to come from a spiritual place and has to have a king who actually cares about his people. Isn't that something? Government was created. N notice what in, going on in the world today. You look it up, 90% of the mess going on in the world today is because of government. Wars because of government, uh, lack because of government, uh, misspending because of government, uh, strife because of government. It's all so the answer to bad government is good government. And God happens to have a very good government. And the reason why his government is so good is because he is the king. And notice, he, he's not a king that's going to be corrupted. He's not a king going to steal from you. He's not a king that's going to raid your house with the IRS. He's not that kind of king. He's a king who loves you, who created you, who you're his child, who wants the best for you. His desire is to give you the entire kingdom. But the problem is we won't receive the entire kingdom because we have a dumb mentality. I mean, he gave the Israelite people, he gave them the promised land. Go in and take the land that I have given you. Not fight, not do anything, just take the land that I have already given you. And they went over there and said, we look like grasshoppers. 
A lot of grasshopper minds in the church. You can tell when they walk, they jump a little bit sometimes when they walk. Yeah. Yeah. You can, we've got to come out of those grasshopper minds. We've got to come out of those loser minds. We've got to, everything's gone wrong for me. Then do something about it, praise God. Straighten it out. People mock God. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he reaps. Well, God's doing this to me. No, you sowed the seed. And now you're getting the harvest. You don't like what's going on, change the crop. Put in a different seed and kill the crop there. Because God's not in control of it. You are in control of it. He's not in control of your prayer life. He's not in control of your faith. He's not in control of who you marry. He's not in control of where you live. All those decisions are yours. Man really does have a free will. I mean, if you know that. If not, we'd just be robots. And we're not robots. He didn't want robots. He wanted somebody who would choose to love him, not who was forced to love him. And he don't want to scare you into loving him. He wants, you to, lo he wants to love you into loving him. And how many know that works? Because whatever you give, you get. So the more he loves you, you find out the more you can love him. Talk to people, I love God. You do? Yeah, well, he's been punishing me lately for my sins, and he's been beating me up and kicking me around, and I know he loves me, though, and I really, you don't know nothing. The Bible says, love yourself as you love others as you love yourself. Well, I don't like myself. Well, hopefully others stay away from you for a while because you don't even like yourself, praise God. Yeah, and you can't like yourself if you look at yourself in the natural, but if you look at yourself in the light of what God already did for each and every one of us, of what he made me and the, and the gifts he's given me and the talents he's given me and the things he's given me and placed on the inside of me and what he did for me and who he did it, and that takes away all my pride because everything you see here was given to me freely. I earned none of it. How did you get to be an anointed pastor? Did, did you read three hours a day? Did you pray with one knee up, one knee down, one ear open, one ear closed, your eyes open or closed, your hands raised or lowered? None of that stuff has to do with anything, praise God. I've just realized what he did for me freely. Say freely. freely. And he did it to me not when I got better. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Praise God, that's good. Thank God I didn't have to get good because he never died. Nobody had ever got there. We'd have never got there. We'd have never made that. But no, he knew what he was doing. He was bringing his kingdom back into this place, and he was going to change people's hearts and people's lives. And watch this. He goes to the cross. He suffers. He gets nailed. He gets whipped. His beard gets plucked out. He dies on the cross and is resurrected from the dead, and he can't even control what the result is of what he did. He can't make everybody get saved. He just did what he did, and everybody's got to make their own decision. I'll tell you what, if God was in control, the Holy Ghost would be slapping everybody and getting them saved. Because his will would all be saved and come into eternal life and know the truth. Praise God. That's God's will. God's will is everybody be healed. There wouldn't be no sickness, praise God, at all. Because he'd take care of that. But no, we've got an opportunity. And now we have the authority to rule just as if God was here on the earth. Because we are his ambassadors. We are his representatives. We are citizens of that country. We are sons and daughters of the living God. And we've been put here with the purpose, even before you were made. It just blows me away. Even before I was made, God saw me even before I got in my mother's womb. And he said, let's see, year 21st century. Somebody's going to have to get this kingdom of God idea. So I'm going to go ahead and stick, stick, 
stick Tom in his mom's womb, praise God. And he, she's going to get pregnant by him. And then his mom and dad are going to get together. Woo-hoo, here comes, here comes dad, you know, probably in the barn, in the backyard, wherever, praise God. And all, once all these millions of little, these million little sperm cells start to rush for the thing, and God says, that one right there, that's the one I need right there. No, no, not that one, this one right over here. And here comes Tom all the way and gets in the mother's womb. And then all at once, come on. He picked you out. Uh, somebody said there's 500 million sperm cells. You're not even one in a million. You're one in 500 million, praise God. My God. And he picked you out. He don't create things just, oh, I ain't got nothing to do, so I just create this over here. Let me get the sun and the moon. And No, you can see everything has been orchestrated because he knew what he was doing and knew what he wanted to do. So he picked people out. So, but this is why abortion is so bad. Because a lot of people with a purpose and a plan for this time are getting killed before they get a chance to do that. I mean, that's about as anti-God as you can get right there, praise God. Yeah, so you're born into the earth, and you come into the earth. I mean, no, you're born, though, into this natural realm. You're a sinner, because that's the way it is in the offspring, and you're running around sinning. The Holy Ghost all the time, whether you realize it or not, is slowly working in different ways in different areas to try to wake you up. And, and you say, my God, I got drunk last night, drove home. I wonder if my car's in the driveway. Oh, it is, praise God. I don't know how I ever got home. I know how I got home. The Holy Ghost watched over you, even though you didn't deserve it. You should have been dead. You're right. But he was there, and then all at once, praise God, you get fed up. I believe this in my heart. Until you're fed up, you'll never make the change. If you're part fed up, head half fed up, sort of happy where you're at, you're never going to make the change anyway. But once you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you just say, praise God, that's it. I give up. I, don't, I told God, I don't care if you kill me tonight. Just do something to me to help me, praise God. And all at once, the power of God hit me, and the love of God hit my life. And then all at once, my thinking changed. How I many you know if you read this book before you were saved and after? It was like two different books. Some, oh, so somebody finally wrote it the right way. <laughs> it's about time. No. You, you became alive spiritually, and it's a spiritual book. It's not a natural book, even though natural men are trying to interpret the natural book and what you ended up with natural nonsense. But no, all once you could read this thing, and all once God became alive to you, and all once Jesus became alive to you, and, and your relationship became alive, and you, you read the book, and revelation started coming to you, and this is who I am, and this is what I'm supposed to do, and everything else is this is taking place, all because you were born again and became a citizen of the kingdom of God and a son of God. So you've got legal rights since you came in, and those rights are not enforced by God. They're enforced by you and your authority. And they're only, they're only in a, enforced in agreement with the home country. Now, here's where we get in trouble, see? I just can't do this. I just can't do nothing. God help me. I can't do... No, you can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Now I'm making access and I'm making a connection. See, how many of you get spam calls? Most people's prayers are spam calls to God. Comes up spam. Dear Lord, I want to hear that again. I've heard that, heard that four million times about how sick they are, how down they are. They've got to get in line with my word that they're healed and they're blessed and they're anointed. I can't even answer that call out here. I mean, oh, he's got call waiting. <laughs> but since we don't believe that, since we want to be the, the, the poor person, since we want God to have pity on us, since we want to have God's sympathy on us, so we manipulate him to do things in our life, not understanding he's already did most of the things in our life that we're doing. So we're praying for this and praying for that thing and praying for the new car and praying for this and praying for that. When all the time Jesus came and I said, I'll just give you two things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be... So sometimes it's not a faith problem, it's a priority problem. A lot of times it's not a faith problem, it's a position problem. 
You don't understand the position that you've been given by him. Do I have enough faith? Are you a king? Yes. See, you're a king, praise God. And in order to have faith, it really, you would have to act like a king. You understand? If you're a king and don't believe in anything, you ain't going to do nothing anyway. But you're a king and now you rule. I expect to rule over sickness and disease. I expect to rule over fear. I expect to keep that stuff out of my life. I expect to help other people who are fear. We went on a trip one time and we had a tour lady there who was there. And, and she just, you know, she toured and she did a good job, but she just had that same. And now over here, we see a rock. It is a beautiful rock. It's one of the magnificent rocks here. So at the end, I just said, uh, do you like your job? She said, yeah, it's all right. I said, are you always this excited? <laughs> and she said, what do you mean? I said, it just seems like you don't like what you're doing. She said, well, you know, I suffer um, fear. I'm afraid of everything, afraid of a lot of things. I said, you don't have to be afraid of stuff. She says, well, yeah, you do. Look what's going on in the world. I said, but you can have your own world. You know, and you can do that, praise God. And I've got a website you can go to and hear some sermons and, you know, it might... We can help you out a little bit. Might get that fear out of you. Some people are so bound by fear, they're afraid of everything. Everything. It don't matter what it is. Somebody gets killed in Michigan. They're locking their door in Jensen Beach because they think the person's flying down here purposely to get to them. Knock, knock. Click, clack, click, clack, click. What you doing? Well, somebody got killed in Michigan. I'm just keeping my door closed because I don't know if he come. I mean, you know, that, if you ever lived in fear, it's not a good place. Not a good place to be. And that's what messes with your physical body. Yep. That fear and that strife. And your body and God didn't create your body to live in that kind of atmosphere. He created you to live in Adam's atmosphere back before Adam failed. Do you see? So your physical body is supposed to be walking in peace and joy on the inside and victory on the inside and no worry on the inside. And no, that's the way you're originally created. People want to wonder what's wrong with the world of sickness and disease. 90% of it is fear, worry, strifed out all the time, mind going wild, all that stuff. It works on your physical body. You were not created for that. And people say, well, I just don't want to do everything God does. It'll take the fun out of my life. No, it'll take the death out of your life. How many, how many know that, that whoever creates you probably knows best of how you should run and how you should do it? So in order to do that and run the best you can, you need to read the owner's manual See, some people, I'm trusting God. I'll say, for what? I'm trusting God. For what? I I'm just trusting God. For what? Well, I just trust God. Well, then go ahead and trust him. Praise God. I don't know what you're trusting. You don't even know what he said. How can you trust him if you don't know what he said about your situation or your circumstance to begin with? I'm trusting God for healing. Why would he heal you? Well, I don't know. I'm just trusting him for healing. Everybody trusts him for healing. No, because he already healed you. Now put trust in what he said. So you can't put trust in God without putting trust in his word. And without reading his word. And the more you read his word, basically, the more revelation you get of God. Come on now. You start to know him better. And then you find out that he, he, he's good. Then you find out he's, he's good. Then you find out he's good. Praise God. You find he's good. And when you hear a song that says good, you're gone. Instead of going, thank you. Thank you. A good God. He's a wonderful. See, it all comes with revelation, do you see? If it's alive to you on the inside, if it's there, when people talk about the love of God, my heart just leaps because that's the first revelation I ever got when he told me that he loved me and the way I was. Oh, man. I wouldn't have loved me the way I was. But he did. And when he did, now the love of God just filled my very being. I, I knew right away he loved me. That anything wrong or bad was happening in my life wasn't because of him. I couldn't blame him for it. He, he's not a base, basically doing the works of that kind of stuff. They call it the works of God. Tornado. Work of God. No, it ain't a work of God. It's a work of the devil, praise God. 
but you got protection from it. See, because you've got a higher source to go to. So financially, I left this world and went to this world. Because I figure God's got plenty. And I don't think he's ever going to run out. So he's got it up. When he told us to give, we gave. When he told us to do this, we did that. When he told us to do this, do that. Pay off your house. Get rid of that interest. Okay, we'll do that. So for a couple of years, we did nothing but pay off the house and get off the house and get the house done. That's what we did. That's what we were told. Give, give $500 to Reinhard Bunke. We had $525 in the bank. I figured, well, at least I got 25 bucks. Back then, you can get a lot with it. So what did you do? You just did it. You say, hey, it's your problem, man. I'm accessing your kingdom now, and, and I've got my heart with you and my life with you, and I'm seeking first your kingdom. Praise God, and I'm seeking to be righteous with you. And part of righteousness we always deal with is sin. A lot of it deals with, are you in agreement with God and connected? There's a scripture in James where he says, first of all, you need to submit to God or agree with God. Resist the devil, and he will well, if I don't submit to God first, I can talk to the devil from here into next week and he ain't going anywhere because you're out of agreement with God to begin with. So it's important to get by your pea brain. Come on, into a place where you know that you're a king, you know that you are healed, you know that you are righteous, you know you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you know that you have power over sin and power over all this stuff, you know you have power over your feelings and emotions. See, that's the main cause of getting offended. How many of you know that? Amen. Well, I know if he like forgiving them. Well, you're going to live by your feelings, you're going to be in a mess. Because your feelings are up, down, all over the place, right, left. So basically, what do we want to do? We want to get revelation of this stuff, that we are a king. Here he says, yes, you've been washed in the blood. How many know that's important? Thank God my sins are forgiven. He loves me. Praise God, that's great too. But I want to move into the realm of where I'm a king and a priest in every single area of my life. I want to scare the devil more. I want to scare losers more, lost people. And I want to scare church people more. I want to scare them. How you going? Good. Everything going good? Great. Praise God. Hallelujah. No more bad days. You never have a bad day. I can't stand these pastors who are just in pride and always saying they never have a bad day. They're always healed and never get sick. They're the righteousness. I just can't stand them anymore. <laughs> How many times I've heard that? I mean, give me a breath. So I said, well, just live in sin, live in sickness, and enjoy yourself over there. Praise God. It's up to you. Well, you're not being prideful, though, now. That's for sure. No, no. Pride is not agreeing with God not agreeing with God. See, we've got it wrong. We thought the bigger loser you were, the less pride you had. That's not true. The bigger winner you are. God wants you to succeed. God needs you to succeed. If he's going to extend his kingdom into this earth realm, he needs you wealthy. He needs you healthy. He needs you bold. He needs you to be a king. He needs you to do what he wants you to do when he tells you to do it. It's the only way the extension is going to be done in this earth realm is by people who are doing. And what is success? Is it having a big car, a big boat, millions of dollars? No, it's doing what you were called to do and succeeding at it. It's very simple. And that's what, that's what Christianity wants to do, this, that. Kingdom just simply does what God told us to do, what he created me to do. He created me to extend the kingdom of God by teaching, by thought, by my daily stuff, by laying hands, by writing books, by doing whatever. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm fulfilled. I'm one happy character. See? I got joy. Oh, this is going on bad over here. I don't care. Don't matter. We'll take care of it. 
Just wait. And how many know the more people we get extended, the more the extended people extend? See? Because I'll tell you what, you get people born again right off the bat, and people who really have an experience with God, and they'll get more people saved in a week than people who've been in church for 30 years. Because they haven't had time for religion to come in and tell them, are you sinning? Are you a good boy? Are you a bad boy? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? No. What's the difference? I'd rather have somebody who, who drank, smoked, burped, did everything, and I'd hire them if they could do a good job than somebody who didn't do all that stuff and had the job. Right? And we're so worried about sin and all this stuff. If you just do what God told you to do, you won't have time to sin. You'll find out who you are. And if you're righteous, you won't think about sinning. Why? Because righteousness don't sin, praise God. And you'll start ordering your steps. And the fervent prayer of a righteous man will start availing much. And you'll start seeing results in your life. And you'll start walking in the things of God. And you'll start saying, man, this, this is fun for a change. The reason why you see so many suicides and people backslide and everything else is because they're sad. And they're sad because they're not fulfilled. See, everybody in the world, on the inside of them, God put on the inside of them, that they need to belong to something. So you've got the moose club. Come on. People want to be elks. People want to belong there. You've got gangs on the street. Young kids, what do they want? It's in their heart. They want to belong to something. So even if they get beat up, shot, or whatever, they're going to belong to that thing. That's what they do. Denominations. I belong to so-and-so. I'm a, I'm a Catholic. You go to Catholic church? Hadn't been there in 20 years. Bless God, I belong to the Catholic Right? I belong to the Catholic Church. Well, you don't even go there. But I belong to something. See, I belong to a Methodist. I belong to full gospel, part gospel, half gospel, no gospel, praise God. <laughs> I belong to that. And it, makes, it starts to give you a little fulfillment in there that you're doing something. But when you belong to the kingdom of God, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, as a son of the living God, knowing that you got the governor on the inside of my mansion, praise God, and I'm walking down the street running into people who need help, my gosh, look out, praise God. And that's what's going to happen. That's revival. That is revival. Not going and hand, handing out a track because if you think if you hand out a track and don't, God's going to get mad at you. God's not in the mad at you business. He's in the using you business. But you've got to find out who you are and what you're supposed to do before you can do it. So if you get born again at the age of 30, that gives you probably 50, 60 years to fulfill your purpose in the kingdom of God. If you get there at 30 and you're in a religious place, you know what you're going to do? I'm going to heaven. I don't care. I might as well sin because I'm still going to heaven. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. I don't care. I don't read the Bible. I don't do anything. And you'll waste the whole 60 years, die, and you'll be in the cemetery. And in that cemetery with you will be the book you were supposed to write. In that cemetery will be the song that you were supposed to write and sing. In that cemetery will be all the people you could have saved but never did because you didn't know you were put here to do that, something other than heaven. That's why the devil preaches heaven so much. It's a good gospel. I want people to be saved. Don't get me wrong. No letters, please. I think it's good that you're born again you go to heaven. But there's more than that. It's not just it. That's not the whole gospel. It's this gospel of the kingdom, praise God. Jesus didn't come and say, hey, get born again and go to heaven. Never said it one time. He said the kingdom of God is at hand, praise God. Now he said you need to repent. Why? Because you're stupid thinkers when the kingdom of God comes. You're grasshoppers. He gives you divine health and you're a grasshopper. You can't go there. It's too big for me. I can't do that. Wants you to be rich. Why? To use your money for the kingdom of God. Not to say that you're rich, praise God, to use it. He wants to give us money. Why? We got money to publish the book. We got money to buy new books. We got money to give out books. Everybody in the world, here's a book. What do I owe you for? Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? Is this a sample? No, this is it. 
This is the real book, praise God. We're not giving you a taste. We're giving you the whole book. Uh, well, can I give you some money? It's up to you. If you want to sometime later, you like the book. If you don't like the book, certainly don't give me any money. But if you like it, go ahead and do it. And we, we've, God has supplied us with money to give it out. Do you see? We can give it out, praise God. And it's getting to people. Some people, how many know it doesn't do anything to some people it touches, some people it don't. That's not our decision. But I'll tell you what, if they read that book one time, they're probably getting more word of God in them than they've gotten their whole 40 years of church. Because that thing is nothing but word of God from start to finish, top to bottom, praise God. So all those are seeds. How many know they're seeds? How many know if you plant seeds in the earth, even if you don't like the seeds, you've got to be careful because they might grow. <laughs> See? Many of us had seeds in there for a long time, didn't we? And every time it started coming up, we, we chopped off the top of it. We sure didn't want it to go anywhere. But then all at once, the anointing of God got upon us, and God got with us, and that thing grew up, and now it's producing fruit. Say fruit. So there's going to be kingdom fruit, but it starts by taking a seed and planting it in the ground. Going to bed. Wake up. Go to bed. Wake up. First the blade. Then the ear. Then the full corn of the ear. And you come with a sickle. And you start harvesting it. All at once, you become fruitful. How many know they will know us by our fruits? But they don't know us because we really don't have any fruits to be noticed by. So basically the fruit of the kingdom of God is coming. The gospel of the kingdom of God is coming. The revelation is being poured out by the spirit of God right now. He's ministering in people's hearts and minds to get a revelation of what this is. There's leaders all over the country and most of them are in churches like this because the big churches are afraid they're going to lose their churches if they preach something like this. And there's nothing wrong with what they're preaching. It just goes beyond what they're preaching and contradicts a little bit that the answer is heaven, period, and that's all there is to it. There's little churches like this all over. We are not the only ones out here doing this. We don't have a copyright on it. We don't have, there's only one church in the world, Church of Growth Victory Center. No, there's a bunch of little churches like this, and the revelation's coming to people's hearts and minds, and they're seeing it, and they're reading the four Gospels, and finding out that's all that Jesus ever preached was the kingdom of God. And he said, I must preach the kingdom of God. That's why I was sent. And everything that he did up to that point was to bring the kingdom of God back into the earth. What did he do? He went to the cross. He suffered and died. So we could be born again, become righteous, and make way as a mansion for the spirit of God to come back into the earth. Like, like I said a long time ago, an invasion of the spirit is imminent. There's an invasion of the spirit going on right now. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is moving everywhere. Somebody say, God's moving over here. God's moving everywhere. If you allow him to move in your life, he won't care if there's a major revival over there. You won't have to go get your taste because you need a taste because your fire's gone out. You will go there to add to the fire. How would you like it if your pastor had to go someplace every other weekend just to keep from going insane and, and falling apart and getting in a revival and say, help me, help me, help me. But that's what the body of Christ does. That's exactly what they do. I'm so down. I haven't read the Bible. I haven't prayed. So I'm going to go to revival over here for three days. You get touched by God. You're all excited. And two weeks later, you're looking for another revival over here. The revival over here. Somebody help me. Light my fire. Get the dust off of me. Get the ash off of me. Somebody please help me. I just, just can't do anything. I'm not shining very brightly right now. Please help me. <laughs> so then he raises up pastors who's got a poker. <laughs> know what a poker is? Yeah, if you ever lived up north by a fireplace, you know what it is. You poke that thing and that ash falls off of people, praise God. And all at once those embers come back again. And all at once they say, that's what I was feeling when I first got saved till they talked me into stupidism, praise God. 
Yeah, the gospel is simple, praise God. Jesus made it simple. It's simple. It's the kingdom of God has come back to earth, and I just want you to do a couple things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and your right standing in that kingdom, and you won't have to worry about things again. What should I eat? What should I drink? What should I wear? Jesus said, what for? Just do what I told you to do, and I'll take care of everything you need to eat, everything you need to drink, all the money you need in your family and everything. I'll pay off your house. I'll pay off your car because you're too busy doing what I you're too busy doing what I created you to do, so go ahead and do it. Now I'm responsible for it, praise God. I'll take care of you. That's what daddy's here for. I know what you need. I mean, you know, that's in the Bible. And I mean, most people sit there and just talk about what, it, what they need for 4,000 times before God finally sees it, but he already knows what you need. He knows what you need to get the kingdom done. He knows what you need to get stuff done in your life, and he knows what you need to do to fulfill what he's told you to do, praise God. So you're a king this morning. Save this for next week. You're a king this morning. Raise, elevate. Come out of that grasshopper mentality on the inside of you. Come out of getting complacent. You have a job every day. When you go to the grocery store, you are there to advance the kingdom of God and get your groceries. When you go to a job, you are there to make a little money and influence the people who are there. See, it's all about the kingdom first, living, eating, drinking the kingdom of God and getting it done. And when you do that, you're going to, a lot of the worries and cares you got are going to go by the wayside because your father's going to take care of every single thing you need. I mean, if you've given him his best, which is Jesus Christ, will he not freely give you all things? Yes, he will. He's already done it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, let's... Oh, Lord, I worked up a sweat. Praise God. Praise God. I feel like Latasha, my God. All right. I'm just going to do this. I just feel like I need to do it. Hallelujah. If you've been around and you've been uh, lately and you just think it just ain't working for me and this gospel stuff ain't working and I just don't really feel like I'm on fire anymore. I feel like I lost a little bit. I got a little bit of ash maybe under my arm or in my feet or someplace. Praise God. It just needs to be knocked off. Praise God. I want you to come up. I know it's a hard admission to make. Praise God. But it's up to you because I think right now I've got a poker at this place. And if you'd like that, that's fine. If not, that's fine. It's totally up to you. So you are more than welcome to come up front if you want to. And praise God, uh, you know. How many, how many of you know that happens to all of us? We get in places every now and then where we're, two weeks ago, you were so on fire, people didn't even want to talk to you. And now you're too busy talking about all your problems, your worries, and your cares. Praise God. Well, how I many of you know that stuff's got to be kicked off of there? Because underneath there, underneath that ash, there's a burning flame of fire that's under there. It will touch and change people's hearts. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you want prayer, come up this morning. If you don't, I don't care.